Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 49, 49 of Russell Life Radio. Tonight, you have my beautiful, amazing, loving wife, Raquel. Say hello, Raquel. Hello. And yours truly, Mr. Chris Cumby, the Wrestle Life Heel. We are here to tell you all about NXT from October 23rd. Today is October 24th, and we're going to start this week, as we always do, with This Day in Wrestling History. So I decided to do that little uh, a la Mouth of the South Jimmy Hart. Yeah? Was yeah. that good? Yeah. Did you like that? Yeah. A little too loud for you? Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> this day in wrestling history, uh, nine years ago today, the WWE presented Bragging Rights, uh, which was an okay pay-per-view, I guess. We could have talked about some of the ha- uh, Halloween Havoc that WCW had, but they were just so-so as well. So it's kind of a so-so day in wrestling history. But in uh, bragging rights that was in Minnesota, uh, you had Daniel Bryan defeating Dolph Ziggler. They were both champions at the time, but neither one of them had their championships up on the line. Uh, Bryan was the United States, and Ziggler was the Intercontinental. You had the Nexus, which was David Otunga, the Harvard-educated David Otunga, And John Cena, because he was like their slave for a while, they defeated the Dashing Ones, which was Mr. Cody Rhodes and Drew McIntyre. And the Nexus won the Tag Team Championship. Ted DiBiase defeats Goldust. I don't even remember that match. Uh, Layla defeats Natalya to retain the Divas Championship. Kane defeats The Undertaker in a Buried Alive match. Uh, to retain the the uh, World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, then you had basically kind of like a Survivor Series match where you had Team SmackDown versus Team Raw. And Team SmackDown was the Big Show, Rey Mysterio, Jack's, Jack Thwagger, uh, Alberto Del Rio, Edge, Tyler Reeks, and Kofi Kingston. And uh, Team Raw was uh, The Miz, R-Truth, John Morrison, Santino Marella, Sheamus, CM Punk, and Ezekiel Jackson. You remember Ezekiel Jackson? Yeah, big, large man. Yeah, Yeah. okay. Um, Anyway, Team SmackDown won uh, that. They beat Team Raw. Uh, It was an elimination tag team match, and Edge and Mysterio were the sole survivors on Team SmackDown. And for the main event, Wade Barrett defeated... Randy Orton by disqualification in a WWE championship match. Uh, So, you know, honestly, when you look back, you kind of think, oh, these might have been some good matches. And I'm sure some of them may have been. You know, it just doesn't seem to be, does it? (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so we're going to go ahead and get started with the NXT review for this week. Uh, We apologize for not being here last week. My lovely wife and I were celebrating our 10-year wedding anniversary in the beautiful mountains of Tennessee. Uh, It was awesome. It was amazing. It was our first vacation ever as a couple. Yep. (laughs) And uh, we just loved it. Many of you know that Kyle lives up in Tennessee, and we are very much envious of Kyle uh, because it's like 500 degrees here where we live in Florida, 
and it's beautiful in Tennessee. So uh, if you live in Tennessee, you're, you, I'm sure you understand we want to live there so bad. Yes, so we, do. <laughs> <laughs> we may end up living with Kyle for a while. I don't know. Anyway, so uh, this week's NXT was amazing. Honestly, it was a great show. There were so many really cool high points, so many great matches. The main event was one of the best main events they've had. And <laughs> the huge surprise at the end, which we'll get to, will completely shock you. So let's get right into it. started with the recap video of last week, uh, which we saw a little bit of that in Tennessee. Uh, if you haven't seen that, go and listen to Matt's review of that. He enjoyed the show. It wasn't one of his favorites and it sounded like it was a little it was kind of a down week for the nxt but this week made up for it the first match we have is rhea ripley versus bianca belair and i was excited about this match what do you think uh yeah i was very excited uh they're both really great competitors and and wrestlers I just told my wife to speak louder, so she decided to be sarcastic and make that noise in, instead. So anyways, uh, Rhea Ripley and, Bian and uh, Bianca Belair had an amazing match. Uh, it was funny. The crowd was split, uh, uh, chanting for each one of them. Bianca really showed off her athleticism, and Rhea really showed off her power, I think. Um, and it was pretty evenly matched at the start. It looked like a traditional wrestling match, which was really cool for the two of the, uh, these ladies. There was at one point when uh, Ripley got up on the uh, top turnbuckle and tried to do a suplex of Belair outside of the ring, which Belair turned it into a slam, which was awesome. They both hit delayed suplexes in the match, mm -hmm. uh, which, as we've talked about in the past, is one of Rhea Ripley's kind of uh, signature go-to moves, and I think Belair was just kind of mocking her and showing her how strong she is too. This was a, a really high energy match. Both look strong. Um, you know, Belair took control during the commercial break, which they did the whole picture in picture again, uh, which was kind of distracting this week because they were showing like a preview for a movie that I kind of wanted to see. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, so it was, it was kind of distracting, but anyways, they're going back and forth. And at one point during the match was a really cool point. Uh, they're, uh, Ripley's running ropes, you know, going back and forth. Belair does a leapfrog, and then she goes to do another leapfrog, and Rhea Ripley just kicks her out of the air. It was amazing. It was like the movie 300, like, like this is Sparta, and she just went flying. Um, but it was pretty cool. Uh, Ripley then takes control. She she puts her in that uh, that leg submission move that she does. I think I think they called it the uh, the mare's grasp. I don't, maybe that's what it's called. I don't know. Uh, anyway, but she, um, Belair gets out of it and then uh, she rolls out of the ring and then Rhea Ripley does this cannonball at the side of the ring, which was awesome. She throws Belair in the ring and the ref's going to check on her. And as the ref's checking on her, Io, Io Shirai comes out and does a 619 on Rhea Ripley while she's trying to get back in the ring. Super fast, super cool. And you kind of think, oh no, Belair's going to win. And then Belair, Belair, uh, hits a spear, uh, and then one, two, Rhea kicks out. Such a good moment. Uh, Io gets gets up on the uh, on the apron like she's going to interfere, and then Candice LeRae runs out, grabs her down, slams her. Uh, Ripley slams Belair, 
gets the win. Awesome match. Fantastic match. And I put in my notes that the main roster women need to take notes. What do you think, babe? I thought it was a very good match. Okay, that's good insight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, fantastic match. Um, honestly, these two could have wrestled even longer. And they gave them a pretty good amount of time. They did. But they could have gone even longer for me because these, these two just had so much energy and were so good at what they did. Uh, we get a, a video of the Velveteen Dream uh, that he got beat up. And it's also talking about the triple threat match for the North American title later. Then we get uh, Tyler Bate and Pete Dunn walking up, and they're going being interviewed as they walk up. Uh, Pete Dunn tells uh, whoever the interviewer is, I don't even know who it was, I think it was Kathy Kelly, that he's going to give a receipt for the low blow that uh, Damian Priest did because he did hit him in the groin last week to win. Um, and then she asks about Killian Dane. He goes, I don't care about Killian Dane. Tyler Bate kind of laughs goofy as they walk off. It is what it is. And in case you don't know what happened last week is that uh, when Killian Dane finished his match and he was walking up the ramp, Pete Dunn was coming out for his match. And uh, Killian Dane kind of made a pointed at him. And then uh, Pete Dunn grabbed his hand and does that crazy thing where it looks like he's breaking mm-hmm. his fingers. So uh, so he got the upper hand. Waka, waka, waka. Uh-huh. Uh, all right. Yeah. Anyway, it's funny. So uh, then we get a video of uh, Tomasa Champa. He talks about dealing with his injury. Uh, he kind of talks about when depression kicks in, but he overcomes it, which is really cool. Um, excited to see him uh, fight a real match, not like this uh, jobber match he did last week. Uh, Tyler Bate has decided he's going to sit in uh, and watch the next match. Um and the next match is going to be Matt Riddle versus Cameron Grimes. If you don't remember who Cameron Grimes is, he's the Doc Holiday Harry Jesus. Um, and they've really featured him on every show uh, since they've gone to USA, which I'm, I'm happy about. I mean, he's, he's a good he's good at what he does. He, he, I think he's going to be a really good heel. Uh, Matt Riddle, of course, the original bro. The crowd loves him. You know, the bro. My wife absolutely loves Love it to death. That's that's for my boy. That's for my boy Matt Sin. Uh, the absolutely used absolutely as many absolutely times as possible. So uh, as soon as the the match starts, both go to th- for their finishers immediately. Um, and grind, you know, and obviously neither one of them hit it. Uh, they they're wrestling. Grimes goes for several pins. Riddle goes for several submissions. Um, really cool spots uh, over and over again. And then. Riddle takes control, and he pretty much has control for the majority of the match. Um, and then, out of nowhere, Matt Riddle hits the jackhammer, which, if, if do you know who does the jackhammer? No. Okay, that's Goldberg's move. Oh, okay. And so he, um, Matt Riddle and Goldberg have had some heat. Um, apparently, they had kind of a confrontation backstage. Like um, for real? Like for real. Oh, okay. And then there's been some um, some heat over social media. And Matt Riddle wants to fight Goldberg, pretty much. And so he hits the jackhammer, and then the crowd starts chanting, Riddle, Riddle, the same way that they chant Goldberg, uh, which I think is going to set up for quite something. I thought he retired, though. You know, they say that, but then he came back and fought again, so who knows, Um, and beat Dolph Ziggler in two seconds. So (laughs) um, 
I don't know how that would go because they're pushing Matt Riddle like crazy, but they can't have Goldberg lose because, you know, he's indestructible Goldberg and only, you know, certain people can beat him like Brock Lesnar or the undertaker. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, I, I really don't know what would happen, but anyways, Grimes gets out of a hole flip. Okay. One, one really cool part is Grimes is gets out of this hold from Riddle. He flips over Riddle and then he lifts him up and does a German suplex. It was so cool. Such a cool spot. They go to commercial. We come back. Riddle's in control. Uh, he hits the German suplex. Grimes kicks out. Riddle uh, has Grimes up on his shoulders. And then Grimes does this crazy reverse and, and just slams Riddle. So cool. Riddle does a super superplex from the top rope. Two go back and forth with some high-octane shots. It was like back-to-back, bam, bam, bam. Um, Grimes hits this like modified Spanish fly, which is amazing that someone his size can hit because he doesn't look like he could, especially because of how hairy he is. Uh, Grimes goes for his finisher, which we've talked about as kind of that stand-up coup de gras. Um, but instead, Riddle grabs him and catches him uh, and then uh, slams him and gets the win. Riddle really had control of this whole match because he is the big push right now. Uh, which I was kind of surprised that they would have him go up against Grimes because uh, Grimes hasn't lost uh, since he's been on NXT. Uh, crowd chants Riddle like Goldberg continues. Uh, Riddle tries to give Grimes a fist bump, you know, like, you know, good job. He doesn't want it, so instead he gets a fist bump from Tyler Bates. Uh, Grimes is upset about this for some reason, so he pushes Tyler Bates. He goes and gets his Doc Holliday hat. Tyler Bates clocks him. He gets knocked out. His hat goes flying. Cool spot. It was hilarious. <laughs> Didn't quite understand it, but it's obviously going to set up for a match next week where we're going to have Cameron Grimes versus Tyler Bate, which we've already been promised that. They told us that later on in the in the show. What did you think of this match, baby? I thought it was pretty good. I think Matt Riddle is getting a lot better with his wrestling moves. It's not so much the MMA fighting that we have been talking about. Mm-hmm. So I think he's getting a lot better. You can see it. I agree. I agree. And and I wouldn't be surprised if they did a a, uh, a main roster push with him soon just because – and I'm afraid that they if they do that, they're going to ruin him yep. because that's what the main roster tends to do. Um, I, I hope he stays with NXT. Um, I think it would be cool for him to, to get some type of championship with NXT before he goes. Uh, so I'm hoping that they will eventually do that. Obviously, I think he still needs some, a lot of polishing with his mic work. Yeah. <laughs> um, he just doesn't, he can't read. And um, he just, you know, has that I'm a pothead vibe. And that can only go so far. I mean, you cannot take, you know, Matt talks about all the time about champions taking seriously, like either by their name, like, like you know, Chad Gable, now he's Shorty G. You'll never hear Shorty G the the world champion shorty g right (laughs) so the same thing with matt riddle he's gonna have to get more polished with his uh with his mic work before he can be a champion um all right so we're gonna move on we have a six-man tag and we find out it's gonna be the forgotten sons who i love and they're gonna face brizongo and a mystery partner Uh, my wife cannot stand brizongo uh she was so upset that we had to watch them fight again yep (laughs) <laughs> totally zone this match out. <laughs> so they come out 
And, you know, they're kind of doing this. We're going to dress up like movie characters and, and have different themes because I think they're kind of male strippers now. Uh, so the male stripper Brizongo team comes out and they're dressed like Top Gun. Yep. So they have, you know, the airplanes and they have the, 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 the fighter pilot jackets and Beth Phoenix makes a sexual joke about a plane throttle. Uh, I'm not even going to repeat it <laughs> for our children that are listening, but um, ask your parents. Anyway, then we find out their mystery partner is going to be Isaiah Swerve Scott, which if you don't know who he is, he had a match two weeks ago. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Two weeks ago with um, Roderick Strong for the North American title and looked amazing. So I was excited to see Swerve out there. I, I'm not glad that they put him with Brizongo because I think he is better than them. Um, but anyway, so then the Forgotten Sons come out. Uh, Riker comes out and just looks like an absolute beast. I already said how a, a, a big fan I am of him. And uh, at, at the beginning of the match, Riker's taking control. I mean, he's controlled all three of them with his strength. I mean, they... They all come in. They all tag in to try him, and he just pushes them all down. So he, he's in control of that. Uh, Beth has this really bad line about Fandango is a really a maverick in the ring. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. Come on, Beth. Uh, we come back from commercial. Riker's in control. The commentators are throwing down Danger Zone references and hopes that, because at this point, Tyler Breeze is getting his butt whooped, and they hope that Breeze doesn't end up like Goose. I'm oh. like, come on! <laughs> just Top Gun reference oh. after Top Gun reference. I just got that. So, uh, um, Fandango <laughs> with his several flare chops, he's really good at that. And honestly, Fandango is a good—he's a good athlete. Uh, I just—I hate his character. Yeah, I mean, it ruins him with that. Yes, I mean he's—he's he's very talented. He's—he's. Um, he's, chiseled is all get out now when he came back from his injury i mean mm-hmm. he's been working out clearly but uh i just i just don't like the character anymore i yeah. think it's time to move on anyway uh, moving on i think he's a good wrestler i don't like his anyway so they're going back and forth and uh brizongo they combine for a super kick uh the sons interfere they try to get involved um swerve kicks has this crazy kick on the head and wins so we have Breezango and Swerve beating the Forgotten Sons. And I was really upset with this. Were you really? I was upset with this. It doesn't do Breezango any good to win right now because they're just kind of the... We come out and put up, we're like the entertainment of the show, blah, blah, blah. Forgotten Sons, I think, really need the push right now. Not, not to say it wasn't a good match, because it was. It was a very good match. Uh, like I said, all six of these guys can wrestle really well. Um, I just didn't like the ending. What did you think? <laughs> Honestly, <clears throat> I don't like Brizongo, so I wasn't really paying that much attention to it. But um, from what I saw, it was a good match. I like the Forgotten Sons better, and I think that um, they should have won. Well, you know what, baby? We 100% agree on that so uh thank you for being here and uh, supporting me yeah no problem uh that's just our loving relationship ladies and gentlemen we're just that tight um and then leo rush comes out because he's going to be on commentary for the next match killian dane cuts this 
stupid fireside promo about Pete Dunn, apparently. Um, and then we get uh, Angel Garza versus Jack Gallagher. And I haven't seen Jack Gallagher in feels like forever. Um, gentleman Jack Gallagher. Um, anyways, Garza is who um, Champo beat last week uh, pretty handily, if you remember that. Uh, I think that was like the first match of the night. Um, so they're clearly pushing Garza here uh, because he does get the win. There's some back and forth. It's, this is a really quick match. Garza has his pants ripped off at one point, which he's wearing trunks. He wasn't just in underwear. Gallagher, he he does a delayed suplex during the match, too. Uh, Garza kicks Gallagher out of the ring. Garza hits a moonsault off the second rope for the win. And he is indicating to Leo Rush that he wants a shot at the cruiserweight title. Uh, again, this was a quick match. There wasn't a lot to it. These are two, honestly, these are two pretty talented guys. These are like 205 Live guys, basically. Um, and so it was a, a bridge 205 Live match. So all in all, I would say it was okay. What would you think, babe? It was all right. Like you said, it was just a match to put in there. I'm still shot Leo Rush as the champion. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> really? Yeah. Does it still bother you? Yes. Like, he's just. Why is that? He's not that good. Uh-oh. He really isn't. I, I, I don't like See, him. A lot of people would disagree with you. He he got a lot of love when he came back to NXT. Yeah. Wasn't he the little guy with um, the big... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he was his uh, his mouthpiece. Yeah. yeah. Like, no. <clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah, I can't even think of his name right now. Because he's in that stupid love triangle. Yes, with Lana. With Lana and Rusev. <laughs> Bobby Lashley, that's yeah. his name. I'll get there eventually. Um, which is the worst thing on TV yeah. right now. The so absolute worst. You know what? I'm gonna be I'm I'm gonna give you a little behind the scenes here of of the Russell Life radio show. So uh, Kyle, Matt, and myself, we message each other pretty much all throughout the week, but but a, a lot through the shows. And when the NXT show was over, I messaged them both that I don't even want to watch Monday and Friday nights anymore. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't like anything that the main roster is giving us right now. I just want to watch NXT. Mm-hmm. Like, Monday Night Raw is, is boring. And SmackDown, you know, I expected so much more. The fact that they're going to Fox and they're trying to build, like, a whole new, like, breed of wrestling fans. Wow. And all we got... Sammy wanted to be in the show just then. That was our dog. Sorry about that. <laughs> um, and all they've given us is crap. Yeah. I they mean, have no storylines that are good. No. No. And then they keep throwing this stupid love triangle. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. We're going off track here. But I just wanted to point out how much better NXT is than the main roster. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I'm a, I think that Vince is going to get wind of the fact that his, you know, developmental league is getting much better reviews than his babies, which is Raw and SmackDown. Triple H needs to just take over all brands at this point. Yeah. Um, and fire all the crap writers they have, get some writers in there that have wrestled or are wrestling fans and, and get them more involved. I mean, why, why don't we, ha- you know, Shawn Michaels is helping out with NXT Road Dog is helping out with NXT. Uh, there's there's so many legends that would rather help with NXT than any other brand. Yeah, I mean Road Dog was like the head writer on SmackDown and got a, had enough 
on Vince McMahon and decided I'm just going to go to NXT because they have good quality stuff. And this show is an, is an example of the of how much better it is than Monday Night Raw, how much better it is than SmackDown. Yeah, and that whole, like, um, when they were doing the picks. Oh, the draft? Yeah, the whole draft and the whole, like, behind the scenes. I'm getting so excited. It was so ridiculous. So dumb. And we, we won't go too much <laughs> in that because we, we, we hit on that on the SmackDown show and the Raw show. Uh, but, yeah, it was bad. But my wife hasn't been on the show since then, so... Um, I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. So we're going to move on to, and, can, and keep talking about good stuff, good content, which is NXT. The next match we have is a, and this was pretty cool. Uh, we find out from William Regal that whoever wins this tag team match, we're going to have a women's tag team match. And whoever wins this is going to fight the, the uh, Kabuki Warriors for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship, which I was like, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Because if you remember, when they first came out with these titles, it was they could be defended on any brand. Yep. And they've yet to be defended on NXT. So I'm excited because we're going to have two NXT uh, uh, alumni, which are the Kabuki Warriors, and they're the champions, and they're going to come back and fight some two up-and-comers, and, and, up and we're going to let you know who those are in just a moment. So... The match consisted, we had Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox, which if you don't already know, they were a tag team once upon a time. Um, so they're uh, tag teaming, and they're going up against uh, Marina Shafar and uh, Jasmine Duke. And Marina Shafar and Jasmine Duke are the cronies of um, Shayna Baszler. Uh, so, you know, Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai come out. They're high energy. They have their jean jackets on and crowd loves them and they they have their matching knee braces on because they both have had knee problems. Um, and then out comes Shayna Baszler, which we don't like and her cronies, uh, Marina and Jessica. And, uh, Baszler does the right thing and, and does, and leaves ringside, which I was, I was very happy about. So as soon as the bell rings, Duke kicks Kai right in the head, um, and goes for the pin. Obviously doesn't, doesn't, doesn't work. Um, and then Marina and Jessica really just kind of uh, double team Kai for a good portion of this match. Uh, Duke, you know, they they try to push Duke a little bit in this match, um, and she would like scream and look all kind of crazy eyed. She's kind of frightening. Like I don't want her on my TV. The tall girl. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's like lanky and has no meat to her, but her face, like when she screams, I'm like. <laughs> Are you being murdered right now? <laughs> like honestly, between the two of them, I think uh, Marina Shafar looks has a better look to her. Yeah, and she even looked better when she was wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like she uh, put uh, Dakota Kai in in a um, in a traditional uh, arm uh, move. I can't remember the name of it right now, but just a traditional move, and and looked natural doing it. But when Jessica Duke, or uh, excuse me. Uh, Jasmine, what am I? What am I calling her? It's it's Jasmine, yeah, or or Jessamine, or whatever. Duke, we're gonna call her name's Duke, whatever. She's so important to me. I don't even know her first name. <laughs> uh, Duke, um, she just doesn't look natural when she's in the ring. She looks like it's it's it looks fake, uh-huh. right? Yeah, it's supposed to look natural. Looks fake. So, anyways, they they're uh, they're getting Dakota Kai. Uh, Knox gets the hot tag. 
Uh, she comes in, she beats up both of them. She does a cane choke slam on both of them because we learn each week that um, that Knox is a huge cane fan, mm-hmm. which I've never even met a cane fan before, but <laughs> like, that's pretty cool, right? I think it's cool. Does a choke slam. Um, and then Knox hits the shiniest wizard for the win. Uh, and again, this was a quick match, but there was a lot of action. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it didn't, I mean, if I think it felt faster than it was because there was so much action. Um, and I know Matt kind of gave uh, Knox a hard time last week with the name of her finisher, which is the shiniest wizard. But the move itself is pretty, pretty awesome. <laughs> it's pretty like bad a, like it, it's a cool move, especially for someone who's had so many knee issues that she's had the control of her body that she had to keep in order to do that move and not injure the other person. Um, it's a really awesome looking move. Yes. The name's kind of silly, but <laughs> their characters are kind of those, you know, upbeat and smiley and fun, energetic characters. So it, it makes sense. Right. Mm-hmm. So Matt, get off her back. All right. You don't even know what you're talking about. Tegan Knox is awesome. You couldn't wrestle like her. Ooh, face. (laughs) Take that. So uh, anyway, the match is over. Um, uh, Like I said, Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox win. Um, Then we get the Kabuki Warriors come up on the screen. They give a message, and they're speaking mainly in Japanese, which nobody understands. The only thing I did understand was when uh, one of them said, you have no chance next week. Mm-hmm. And so, <laughs> but one thing is kind of cool is that the Kabuki Warriors have this kind of like face paint now. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. It was pretty awesome. Asuka kind of has that green looking stuff, like the spit that she spits out now with the, the green dust. And Oh, like what's his name? Yeah, like what's his name? And then uh, I can't. Asian that used to spit. The yes. Spit. Yeah, the other one. And I can't remember his name, oh, so I'm just going I along. You're being sarcastic. No, I can't me. remember his name, so I'm like, yeah, the other one. Yeah, you know that one. So uh, <laughs> Matt, I'm sure will correct us later. Uh, and then uh, Carrie Sane has um, some really cool face makeup as well. So I'm, I'm, I, I like their their new heel persona. I mean, obviously they have to act heel because they are heel. Um, she's like wearing the belt around her neck now, kind of like John Cena did for his <laughs> thug life. So, um, anyway, it was a good match. I enjoyed it. What'd you think? Yeah, I thought it was a good match. I was so glad that Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox won. Cause I would have been so mad if the other people won, but yeah. it was good. Yeah. I could tell you were getting kind of like, they better not win. Yes, I was. <laughs> <laughs> And then we have the main event, and I was so excited. They started earlier than they traditionally do their main events, right? They did, and we thought that we were going to go to bed early. But we didn't. Nope. They still went into (laughs) overtime, and I'm glad they did. Yeah. (laughs) Because it was so good. This match was so freaking good. Uh, First came out was Mr. Keith Lee, and we got to bask in his glory. Second was Dominic. Can't say it. Thank you, baby. Uh, I will call him Double D, and we we got to feast our eyes on him. And third came out Roderick Strong. Uh, you know, sported the undisputed era. Then they did not come out with him, which I was very happy about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they didn't, you know, interfere at all. I just I want to point that out. They did not interfere at all, which was very very important. 
because the main roster doesn't know how to do this. The main roster doesn't know how to how to keep if they're in a faction, keep the faction out of it and have a clean match. Mm-hmm. They did that here. It was fantastic. So uh, Strong uh, tried to run the ropes on Lee. Lee sent him flying. Yes. <laughs> My goodness. He just popped him and he went flying out and it was fan- it was awesome. It was like it was like someone it was like a little kid trying to run up on a grown man and the grown man just kind of pushes him and he goes flying. It was fan- it was awesome. Um, as Matt would say, it was absolutely awesome. So then uh, we get Lee and Dominic. They, they're going to fight, just the two of them for a while. Dominic takes control. Uh, Lee regains the upper hand. Um, these two fight while Strong just kind of waits on the outside, recovering from the huge hit he just took. It was great because each time Strong tried to come in to fight, Keith Lee just kept sending him flying. Yep. <laughs> it was great. They, uh, but he comes in, he takes Lee out. Strong gets a suplex off the top rope. Uh, Double D suplexes Lee. And when he suplexes Lee, he does it on to, to Roderick Strong, which is pretty cool. Uh, Double D tries a cannonball outside of the ring. And when he goes to do the flip, Lee catches him. Mm-hmm. And when he catches him, uh, Roderick Strong does a super kick on Lee, which was awesome. And then Double D takes out Strong with a huge right hand. Oh, it was so cool. It was like back to back to back. The timing these guys have is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you think about this segment? Uh, I thought it was awesome. Keith Lee is such an amazing wrestler for his size. Mm-hmm. He can do so many things. And Dajakovic isn't bad uh, either. No, he's yeah. really good. Yeah. He kind of reminds me of the Russian on Rocky, you know, like. Yes. He just has that look yeah. to him. He's like, if he dies, he dies. You know, that, that I was just expecting him to say something like that. So uh, Lee gets back up. He power bombs Double D, who then suplex. Oh, so 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 this is a really cool uh, moment. So uh, um, Double D is looking like he's about to suplex Strong off of the top rope. But then uh, Lee comes up, and he gets under D, Double D, and as he power bombs Double D, he's suplexing Roderick Strong all at the same time. Yeah. And there was a moment during the move that he kind of paused. Did you notice that? No. It was kind of a it was a brief second. And I don't know if it was like they messed up or if he was just showing off his strength. But Lee kind of pulled them and held them for a second and then slammed them. Uh-huh. It was ridiculous. I mean, I wrote in my notes. Holy crap, because the crowd was chanting holy something else, and it was fantastic. And then they started chanting fight forever, which I wish they would have because it was so good. Uh, Strong does take control. Uh, he pins Lee. Lee kicks out like it was nothing to him. Um, and Can then he go flying on that one, too? Uh, kind of. And then they go outside. Lee and Double D, they team up on Strong. Mm-hmm. They knock him out, and then they look at each other, and they're like, let's go finish this, the two of us. Which was a cool moment, right? Yeah. So then they go and they decide we're going to finish this, the two of us. Uh, Double D does a flip, a super kick. He um, bombs uh, Lee from the top rope. Big move after big move after big move. Lee kicks out. Uh, Dominic uh, flips over the top rope, hits strong, which was awesome. Lee gets out of the way. Mama Mia chants are everywhere. Um, then Lee flips over the top rope onto Dominic. Yes. 
ridiculous. This dude is bigger than me, and he can fly. It's fantastic. Um, Lead power bombs Dominic, and as he's power bombing Dominic, uh, strong knees lead to the head out of nowhere. I mean, it was like an RKO out of nowhere. It was a knee out of nowhere, and he pins Lee for the win. And it was a clean win. Mm -hmm. I don't know if any of the WWE writers are watching this, but this is how you end a match. You end a match with a winner and a loser. Not every flipping match has to be ended in a no contest or a DQ or, well, he wasn't moving, so I stopped the match. You're ruining wrestling. There's a winner. There's a loser. And sometimes it's okay to have a no contest. Sometimes it's okay if it warrants for the story. This was how a wrestling match should be. This is how a triple threat wrestling match should look like. It was fantastic. So uh, Roger Strong retains. Undisputed Era comes out to celebrate with Roger Strong. And Dominic is out of is out of there by this point. He's like, oh, crap. <laughs> They're here. I better leave. Uh, Keith Lee is not so lucky because then they start jumping him. And then we start to get a we want Baylor, uh, Balor chance. Sorry, I said Baylor. Uh, we want Balor chance. And then uh, Champa comes out. He has his crutch. Uh, the, the crowd starts to chant, Daddy's home. Uh, we're super excited. Johnny Gargano comes out to help. Uh, we get some DIY chants, and I really hope we see DIY come back because I love them. Then they're looking. Then we, then we get the, the Balor music. Crowd's going wild. Biggest pop of the night. These three, uh, DIY and Balor, are standing face-to-face with the Undisputed Era. They look like they're about to go. Balor goes to take off his jacket. And then he Pele kicks Johnny Gargano. Biggest heel move. Biggest heel turn of the decade. Ah. So disappointed. Wow. <laughs> no one saw that coming. No one. No. And nothing I read and nothing about Finn Balor. Everybody thought the demon would come out. Everyone's like, okay, he said his past uh, is going to be his future. So that means the demon's going to be there. How cool is that? We love Demon Balor. But no, he meant I'm going to turn. And oh boy. It, it changed the landscape of NXT. Uh, then Undisputed Era, they they beat up on uh, Champa. Uh, I mean, they really just beat the snot out of him. So then Balor goes after Gargano. So uh, Gargano is out of the ring at this point. He's leaning up against a uh, one of the, the gates. And Balor double kicks him through the gate and knocks over all these people who are supposedly fans, but yeah. they're clearly developmental wrestlers but yeah. they're just sitting there they're plants <laughs> but like they get knocked out and then Balor picks up Gargano takes him over to the um to the ramp and then DDTs him like and the thud it made like my wife like Raquel goes ooh <laughs> <laughs> I mean his his hit on the ramp and like Gargano's legs were straight up like it knocked him out <laughs> I mean it was crazy 
And then, then we could hear the people in the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> you could hear this one woman scream, go to hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you hear one person go, why Finn? Why? <laughs> And so then the Undisputed Era is looking out um, at at uh, Finn Balor. That he's looking back at them. They they give him the Undisputed Era uh, signal, but he doesn't give it back. Which I'm glad because I was afraid he had just joined the Undisputed Era. And then that's how the show ends. Who's the one that got beat up? Gargano. Yeah, he got um, on a stretcher and taken to the hospital. So they took him out on a stretcher. Yep. Oh wow, I didn't even know that. Yeah, I saw it on uh, Instagram today. Oh wow. Yeah. So like, and obviously that's not real. I know, but it's not real. But, but it's still real to me. <laughs> so, anyways, with all that we just covered, which was the best. Oh my god, the best show you're going to see this week in wrestling. Honey, how would you grade this episode of NXT? I give it an A. It was good. Still upset about the ending. <laughs> I can't believe Finn Balor did that. I know. I know. Disappointment. You know. Finn, why Finn? <laughs> why? Hashtag why Finn why? <laughs> From top to bottom, this was such a good episode. I mean, fantastic. This is going to get an A for me. Uh, all the matches were great. A couple of them were a little short, but that's okay. Um, well, they needed to be. I mean, they already went into In later. overtime, right. And and so to be, and this is a wrestling show. Mm -hmm. They don't waste time with a bunch of little extra garbage that we don't need to see, like a love triangle. All right? We just get to see really good wrestling. And so this gets an A for me. Great show, exciting finish. The triple threat match was amazing. The heel turn of, of Finn Balor is totally unexpected. And that's how you do a heel turn. Okay. You you could almost say this was this was as big a heel turn as when Hulk Hogan joined the NWO. Mm -hmm. I know that's a big stretch, ladies and gentlemen. But what other heel turn has had this much impact on the landscape of wrestling? I can't think of one. No. Like so many have turned, you know, face, heel, face, heel, face, heel, and they've either done it gradually or quickly. And, and some people were heel, but the crowd made them faces and, and all these things. But this was a out and out, screw you crowd, I'm going heel. Mm -hmm. And the last time I saw that was Hulk Hogan with the NWO and WCW. So I got to say, I'm excited to see where this goes. I'm super pumped to watch next week. I can't wait to watch next Wednesday night. That's how excited I am about wrestling. Don't give a crap about Monday or Friday, but Wednesdays, that's wrestling night in the Cumbie household. Wednesday yeah. is for wrestling. Yeah. That'd be the new slogan. Yeah. You like that? <laughs> we have to rush home from church. We do. To watch. We do. We do. We rush home from church. Uh, we grab something to eat super fast, and then we get to enjoy a great show. So um, that's it for our episode this week. This was episode 49 of Wrestle Life Radio. So that means the next one's going to be 50. I can't believe that. Can you believe that, babe? No. Y'all have been doing it a long time. Yeah. I mean, it, we haven't been doing it that long. It's just there's been that many episodes to do. So 
The next episode you hear will be the SmackDown review, and that will be episode 50. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate every single one of our listeners. We found out today that um, we went over 650 listens wow. total. So uh, thank you so much, everybody. Continue to listen, uh, like, share, subscribe. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do. That really helps us out, um, especially helps us with our future plans for the show. So uh, please, please give us a, a subscribe on wherever you can Wherever you find your podcast, we're on Spotify, we're on iTunes, we're on Google Play, I know, or I something. We're on a bunch of stuff. Anyway, look us up. We're on pretty much everything. Give us a, a follow on on Facebook and Instagram at Wrestle Life Radio. On Twitter, on Twitter, we are Wrestle Life Pod. You can follow me on Twitter at Wrestle Life Heal. You can follow Matt on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Wrestle Life Matt. And you can follow our good buddy Kyle on Instagram at kyle.poly. So one thing Kyle said uh, on on the SmackDown review, he said that uh, we were either lost in the Johnny Cash Museum or blitzed on uh, Broadway. And um, yes, yes, that's all I'll say. So again, thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. Uh, We... we, um, we want to talk about things that you want to talk about. So if there's something that you would like to discuss, uh, if you want to talk about some NXT stars that you think are going to be great on the main roster, uh, please comment below, um, send us a message, you know, however you want to contact us, please do. We would love to hear from you and we would love to take this, this show to the next step, which is interaction. So please, please, please interact with us as we interact with you. Uh, We thank you. We appreciate it. Have a wonderful evening. And uh, I'll say it this way. Why, Finn? Why?